Sometimes when I'm hunting down these stories, it strikes me how similar they are, even across cultures, even from different sources. In this episode, it's not exactly a theme episode, but we're going to hear two stories that are incredibly similar, but take place on opposite sides of the world. I'm Dory Peacock, and this is The Ghost Box. First up, we're going to hear a story from my friend Merritt. I've known Merritt most of my life at this point. He's not a big believer in ghosts, but he had an experience when he was in college that to this day he can't exactly explain. I think it was just after the year 2000. I was out of high school and I had finished up in Price. I went to the community college there and I just started up in Logan. So I think it was about 2002, 2003. I was living with a friend of mine in Logan and we drove down, I want to say it was, trying to remember where the venue was, but it was for a concert and it was in the Salt Lake area. It was to see Radiohead. And we made it to the concert. We went and watched Radiohead and on the way there, we picked up some more friends and that's why we went to Ogden was to pick up my friend. Can I use friend people's names? Uh, just use first names. Um, okay. Don't use their last names. Okay. So I was um, picked up my friend Jared from Ogden. He was going to school there at the time. Went to the concert. Um, good concert, of course, Radiohead. Um, we didn't, I don't think anyone consumed anything as far as that would make our, our mental state weird that night. So I don't think there was any alcohol. There was no drugs or anything like that. I was late, probably midnight almost one when we were dropping jared back off in ogden and heading back to logan and we dropped jared off and i don't know ogden very well at all the only times i've ever really spent there were hanging out with jared so just kind of around his apartment and we were driving um, back to the the freeway there the i-15 and we had to drive past the cemetery and you know it was a long night we're tired and i remember you know dead it was one i think it was january it was cold there was snow And I remember thinking it was very interesting that there was no fence or gate whatsoever around the cemetery. And I kind of said that to my roommate that I was with, Ryan. And I was like, isn't that weird? So we're both kind of staring out the window of the passenger side. So I'm in the passenger seat, he's in the driver's seat. And I look forward and there's a woman standing in the road, like in our lane of travel. And I yell, stop, stop. And he slams on his brakes and we're we're not close to hitting her. She's... You know, probably still a good 20 to 30 feet in front of the vehicle. Um, you know, when at first it was just, oh, someone's in the road. And then she just stood there and looked at us. And that's when I, you know, really took in her appearance. She was dressed in white, uh, like a dress, uh, like a tattered dress kind of. And then she had black hair and she wasn't wearing shoes. And there wasn't snow on the roadway, but there was snow on the sides of the road. And so right there, it was, I mean, it was cold. It was a cold night in January. And so this woman without shoes standing in the roadway. So we both didn't talk at all at this point. We both were just like, uh, and Ryan kind of proceeded forward a little bit thinking, well, you know, we caught her in the road. Now she's just going to move out of the way. And as he moves forward, she doesn't move at all. 
She stood the position. She didn't seem like she was like turning a circle on her feet, but almost like as if she were floating or kind of like just spinning, you know, mm-hmm. and frictionless with the car. So her eyes never left our gaze or her gaze never left us, I guess. Um, and I mean, it was like the stereotypical, what you would imagine a scary woman in the road to look like. I mean, her face was totally normal, but she just had a slack expression and was just staring. But the black hair and the white, you know, dress and stuff, like it was what you see in the movies. It wasn't transparent by any means. Um, again, just given the, her appearance as far as her clothes and her hair and not having shoes, but it wasn't like I saw her floating in the air or could see through her. There was just no reason to explain. I mean, you know, if it was like around Halloween time and people playing a prank or something, but this was cold. It was, I mean, I, Ogden and Logan get really cold in January. Again, one in the morning. So no, it wasn't, wasn't translucent. <laughs> no scary features except just, you know, just slack expression on her face and non-blinking and yeah. So he goes over into the other lane. I mean, the road's dead. No one's, there's nothing around whatsoever. There's, and so he starts driving um, in the opposite lane of traffic to go around her. So that puts me, my passenger side window within feet of her. She doesn't move. She doesn't leave the road. What I could remember feeling was that she could see me in the car, even though that'd be really hard with the headlights on her and just at night seeing through a window. But it seemed like she kind of rolled with the car. Instead of like moved around, it seemed like her eyes just never left mine and I couldn't break the gaze. I was just very creepy. We went by very slow, kind of wondering what was going on. You know, and since that night, there's been thoughts of, oh, maybe it was, you know, some kind of DV incident or maybe it was a woman who was on drugs, something like that. But I remember we we got past her and we both just remained silent. And uh, Ryan went a few blocks in just complete silence. We didn't talk. And finally, I was like, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, we need to go back. Like, what was that? And he said, there's no way in hell I'm turning around. I am not going back. And I realized he was more scared than I was at that point. Um, but finally, I'm like, no, we need to go back. We need to see if that was really there because that was insane. And we drove back and nothing whatsoever was in the road or not around the road. We couldn't find anything. We were back there. I mean, it been probably 45 seconds after going a few blocks and turning around. And I remember being a very kind of long, quiet drive home from Ogden to Logan, which is, you know, approximately another hour. And it just shook us both to our core. And I remember like telling a lot of people about it after just because it was so vivid in my mind. Um, I mean, now it's been what, 17, 18 years. So I don't know. Like, it seems like it's the same story I've always told. And I don't, don't really believe in ghosts myself, but I just couldn't explain that one. And it was a nice, fun, scary incident. Next up, we're going to hear from my friend Jeff. As you may have guessed, that's not his real name, but I don't know very many Jeffs. Jeff grew up in Mumbai, and he had an incredibly similar experience, though with a little bit of a different tone, a little different flavor. Take it away, Jeff. This was around 2001. I was on my swing. This is back in Mumbai, India. I used to live in a suburb called Ghatkopar, which still has bungalows and yards and things like that. So I was in in that yard and I was listening to my Walkman. Black Sabbath was playing. I don't know if it had to do something with what I saw, but it was. And Black Sabbath has a song called Black Sabbath, which is kind of evil. And, you know, you you would know. I mean, your listeners would know uh, about that song. And while I was listening to it and, and swinging away, I could see people walking on the street. I could see my uncle hanging out outside his house. 
uh, so in, in the compound there, there are like more than one house. So my uncle was outside his house smoking a cigarette, and things were pretty active. So when I look at my backyard, there is a street, and after that street, there is a water pipeline that goes through, and that pipeline is over the ground. So there is a bridge, a walking bridge built over the pipeline where people climb up the bridge and climb down, climb up, climb down, and it hardly takes thirty seconds to cross that tiny bridge where you climb up and climb down. and i often see people climbing up and climbing down while i'm sitting on my swing because it is facing the backyard at that time there were people climbing up climbing down and things like that and then what i saw was this head appear from behind so a woman was climbing and then she climbed up climbed up climbed up she took forever to climb up those four steps or five steps it takes to get to a landing and then climb down again So this woman climbed up she took forever and then she came to the landing and she was limping a bit so she was swaying sideways as she was walking and what i saw was she 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 wouldn't come down for maybe i i i lost track of time but maybe 10 to 15 minutes i just saw her on that landing just swaying sideways so i first saw it and then i didn't pay much attention to it but after a while i still saw that same woman just swaying side side by side and not coming down and slowly what i also saw was that there was nothing around me i mean there were things around me but there were no people who were climbing down next to the woman my uncle it seems had gone back to his house so it was very silent and it seemed like it was just me and that woman who just wouldn't climb down so she was at a distance of maybe 100 feet from me so i could still see her i couldn't see her face she had a white sari sari if you know it's like an indian dress that uh, still many in in the older generation wear and it was glowing in, in a very weird way there was like a yellowish white glow on her she was bent a little she had a limp i couldn't see her face properly but she had white hair and was wearing white and had a yellowish glow on her that's the best way i can explain and then seemed like she wasn't walking she was actually just swaying side by side and her movements got more and more energetic as she was just swaying side by side and then it it started feeling weird and spooky but surprisingly i was not scared at all that that song is also really long so it was playing on my headphones and i could see this woman just just swaying side by side more than being scared i was just amused by the whole thing because she wouldn't come down it seems like she was giving me kind of some kind of weird performance by just energetically swaying sideways and you may laugh at this i don't know how to explain this but there was a point of time like a 5 minute interval where it felt like me and her were the only people there I was intrigued more than scared and it literally felt like maybe she was trying to tell me something I don't know because she was on that landing not moving and there was nothing like I couldn't see people walking past her or anyone else it everything had suddenly gone quiet all around me then I thought enough is enough I I thought I'll just go outside to investigate and as I stepped out of my gate and look there again there was nothing there and i could again see people walking on the street what whatever i saw had just disappeared but was it possible that if there was a person there she could have gotten away that fast or how long did it take you to get outside your gate maybe 10 seconds to you know slow down the swing walk out to the gate because as soon as i walked towards the gate i have a very high compound wall so if i walk towards the wall and uh, on the right towards the gate i can't see the woman but it is still just 10 seconds at the most 15 seconds to get outside my gate mm-hmm. 
So, so you would have at least seen her like come off the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or walk in any direction. And she was glowing. She was literally glowing. I, I didn't see her. That's crazy. I know a lot of religions in India, the afterlife has more to do with reincarnation, but is there a concept of like hauntings or spirits or some kind of incorporeal afterlife? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hindu religion especially believes in reincarnation. They they say you have to make multiple births till you reach heaven. It's not like you die and you go to heaven instantly. You are reborn, you're reborn, you're reborn. You have to get better and better till you are rewarded heaven. So there is this concept of afterlife. There is definitely a concept of ghosts. Ghosts uh, are usually wear something white. There's definitely a concept of that as well. So what is a, if you have reincarnation as kind of the default, what is a ghost? Is it like someone who's already gone to heaven and they've come back with a message? Is it somebody who is trapped in between reincarnation cycles? Let's say you were wronged in life and then you died. Your soul still feels that you didn't get justice, which means that your soul is not at rest. The minute your soul feels like it is at rest, you either get rebirth or you go to heaven. But when your soul is still angry at whatever wrongs have been committed, you become a ghost and you haunt people. Oh, so it's like somebody who is too stuck on something from their first life to move on to their next life. Yeah. Is that kind of the only way to be a ghost? Are there some people who stick around for good reasons? Or is it usually just like a revenge thing or a resentment? Mainly try to haunt the person who wronged you, but in general you haunt people. Just out of curiosity, how does that affect their karma? If you just, if you hang around and become a ghost instead of moving on to your next life, then when you do move on, do you have worse karma? Um, I do not know like if ghosts the karma of ghosts is counted, <laughs> but the karma of living people is definitely counted. So if you've been good in your life, you'll be born in a more happy family. If you've been bad in your life, you'll be born into a sadder family. Or maybe you're you'll be born as a dog or something like that. So it's like a karma score that determines the the quality of life in your next birth. So here's one more unique thing about India. So like in the US, it's usually like kids that get possessed or or are are shown as scary. In India, it's usually elderly women who are the most sightings of ghosts that I've heard are of elderly women. You won't see ghosts of old men, never. I mean, I've never heard in ghost stories or anywhere. Elderly, I should say, but that's that's how it is. Is that kind of the only inexplicable thing you've ever seen? Yeah, that, that's the only thing. That is also why I'm also kind of skeptical because it's not like she came back again and 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 haunted me or anything. That is just the one weird thing I saw. It wasn't. It also didn't seem like she was trying to scare me or anything. It it felt more like a performance, and I wasn't scared as well because I was kind of amused by it. Maybe because she was. She wasn't very close to me. She was like distant. And that is also perhaps why I didn't get scared or anything. The thing that strikes me about these two stories isn't just that they're so similar, being from such different cultures and countries and different people who have never met each other. It's also the vague unknowability of the truth of the incident. Either one of these women could be a spectral visitor from an unknown plane. Or they could be merely human people. But in both cases, the question will always remain, who was she? And what was she doing here? 
and I don't think we'll ever have the answer. The Ghost Box is written, produced, performed, edited, and all the stuff by me, Dory Peacock, with help from our four-legged production assistant, George Lucington Adams Esquire, because of course my cat is a lawyer. Our theme song is by Parker B. Abeg, who also did all of our scoring, mixing, and all of the technical things that I don't want to do. He is wonderful, and I can't thank him enough. You can follow Parker on Twitter at Parker B. Abeg, and he has a SoundCloud under the same name, Parker B. Abeg. Let's say it two more times, Parker Biabeg. Parker Biabeg. If you have a story you would like to share with us, you can email us at theghostboxpod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at theghostboxpod. You can also call our paranormal hotline, which is 801-410-4315. 801-410-4315. If you do call the hotline, be sure to leave a voicemail message with a brief description of your story, and if we think it's right for the show, we'll give you a call back. Also, the Ghost Box has a Patreon page. Patreon is a wonderful site that lets you donate some of your human monies to artistic projects like this one in order to keep the lights on for creators like me. If you would like to toss a coin in the box, as they say, go to patreon.com slash theghostboxpod or patreon.com and then search theghostboxpod. In exchange for donating your human monies, you also receive awesome bonus content every month. Right now, I think there's two or three bonus stories up there, but there will be more to come. Ladies and gentlemen, this is also going to be the season finale for season one of The Ghost Box. Uh, From now on, we're taking a little break, but we will be back the first Wednesday in August with more Tales of the Paranormal. We're going to spend the summer getting all sorts of spook-em-ups drummed up just in time for the fall season. Uh, We will, though, throughout the summer, be updating the Patreon page, so if you're a donor, or if you would like to be a donor, you will not have a few sad ghost boxless months. So, give that a look. Also, if you like the show, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and if you didn't like it, why? Why, 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 why? These improvs are getting worse, I'm sorry. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay spooky. Was it like a thing? So so here it's kind of a thing that like, okay, if you're out camping, you tell a ghost story. Is that a thing in India? Like, do you guys kind of gather around and be like, well, my uncle saw this thing once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. And, and then we dare each other. Like, okay, now that you've heard this story, we are in a wooded area. Go stand behind the tree for five minutes. I dare you. <laughs> That's amazing.